0: I'm Yogi, and I am Drewby. and today we are going to be talking about the Hello Kitty murders, which I thought was a series of murders but it was actually just one. But first, but first, I must do the Apple Podcast reviews. Now, if you're listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe, and if you want to hear your review read and be shouted out on here at the beginning or middle, I might change it to middle depending then leave us a five-star review and a written review on Apple Podcasts. So this first one comes from Joe from the Still Unknown Podcast. I'm so happy to come across this podcast. Funny, interesting hosts that are very enjoyable to listening to. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Joe. And check out the Still Unknown Podcast. This next one is, if you're looking for a crime-related podcast, then this is it. I enjoyed listening to crime or crime-like podcasts. I love the Confession Killer episode. And I also want to acknowledge... How well you two talked during the episode. Very respectful and professional. I love this episode from Angie Mallow. Aw,
1: thank you. Yes,
0: thank you so much. So the confession killer one, that was... Henry Lee Lucas. Henry Lee Lucas, yes. That was a little while ago, so I I appreciate you going back and listening to some of the older episodes.
1: Because that one was quite a... That was about it was five
0: the, five or six weeks ago, I think. Yeah, but it
1: was like three weeks in the making because we did three episodes of it. Oh, that's we true. We did a part one and two, and then we did Oddest
0: Tool. Tool. yeah. Because I, I don't like doing multi-part episodes. That was one of the last ones we did, and I'm, I'm glad that y'all liked it. So this one is, Yergi and Druby run such an original show. Aw, you two know how to be yourselves and just let the podcast flow with ease. I'm listening to an older episode and cracking up thinking about the MySpace days. It's so true that back then everybody wanted to be friends and you can talk to anybody. Very genuine conversation, guys, please keep it up. From Boys and Bar Talk. So shout out to the Boys and Bar Talk. Also Shout out for listening to our old episodes, which I don't quite like very much. I love
1: the old episodes. I really do. Okay,
0: I do too. Well, it's just the fact that I never really edited them or knew how to edit them. No, so early
1: on, we weren't sure if we were going to go the true crime direction. We just were trying to get our bearings and everything. So we literally, for six episodes, just riffed on local happenings.
0: Which I enjoy. I
1: enjoyed it too, and a lot of it was funny. Some of them I still... You know, when I'm bored at work, we'll put them on and just laugh.
0: If you want to hear something like that, maybe we could do something for Patreon or we can do the occasional episode. I know most people aren't going to dig it, but if you really want to hear it, we'll do it. I have to admit, I do. It was fun. In the future. that We're not burying that, but eventually we will do it again. So, awesome podcast. Love the hosts. Their voices and energy keeps you engaged. I truly enjoy the storylines, the added commentary. Keep up the good work. Kayla from the Full Body Crime podcast so shout out to Kayla please check them out okay last one
1: last one I'm gonna read it so this one says binge worthy this podcast do it grabs your attention immediately I love their no-nonsense to the point storytelling and authentic banner that leaves you wanting more and more I'm glad to have found another binge worthy podcast this is from Carol Marks thank you so much
0: So before we get into the Hello Kitty murder, if you want to hear more of our secret episodes, please go to Patreon.com slash The Misery Machine. Again, hit the like button, subscribe on YouTube. We have a bunch of new subscribers lately. I'm so excited for that. Thank you guys for joining us. No other housekeeping notes right now, but I will say that... For any of you that have listened to our Junko Furuta episode, this is going to be something more along the same lines. So same content warnings apply here.
1: It's not quite... We didn't get into really gory details on this one because a lot weren't available as they were in Junko Furuta. Yeah. But it is still kind of triggering.
0: Yes, it definitely can be. The... There was mixed information on this. That's why it was kind of hard to pin down exact details. So we didn't go in depth like we did Jungle Furuta. But some people still yeah. might find it troubling. Yogi so. didn't
1: freak out on this one. So,
0: So with that said, this is the Hello Kitty murder. In May of 1999, a 14-year-old girl made her way to a Hong Kong police station. She told officers that for the past several weeks, she'd been constantly plagued by the ghost of a woman who had been bound by electrical wire and tortured to death. The police brushed her off, dismissing her claims as nothing but dreams or teenage nonsense.
1: Their interest was piqued, however, when she explained that the ghost was of a woman she had a hand in murdering. Following the child back to the flat in the city's rundown Kowloon district, they discovered that the girl's dreams were in fact very real nightmares. Inside the flat, they found an oversized Hello Kitty doll with a decapitated skull of a woman inside it.
0: Oh, well, it was a Hello Kitty mermaid doll. It was doll. a Hello Kitty
1: mermaid doll. It was very cute. It's something Yergi would probably have.
0: Yeah, I saw pictures of your stuffed animals. You would definitely would have had that. Yeah. The case became known as the Hello Kitty murder and was regarded throughout Hong Kong as one of the most depraved crimes in memory. I didn't know about this prior. And when I heard Hello Kitty murder, I thought there were several murders where the perpetrator left a Hello Kitty doll at the scene of the crime. That's
1: what I thought, too, until I went and actually did some show notes for this. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, I remember this.
0: Yeah. I mean, how many killers... I mean, Jack the Ripper made it famous because he'd leave grapes by corpses and stuff like that. But I can't think of any other serial killer that would leave a calling card, so to speak. The
1: Zodiac sort of had a calling card. Yeah,
0: sort of. It was Ted Cruz, let's be real here. It was Ted Cruz. It was Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. (laughs)
1: So the victim, Fan Man Yee's life was tragic even before she was decapitated and her head was stuffed inside it all.
0: After being abandoned by her family as a child, she was raised in a girl's home. By the time she was a teenager, she had developed a drug addiction to crystal meth specifically and was turning to prostitution to pay for her habit. By 23, she had secured a job as a hostess at a nightclub, though she was still battling her addiction.
1: In early 1997, Fan Man-Yi met Chan Man-Lock, a 34-year-old socialite. The two met at the nightclub and discovered they had something in common. Fan Man-Yi was a prostitute and a drug addict, and Chan Man-Lock was a pimp and a drug dealer. Before long, Man-Yi was a regular addition to Man-Lock's group, in addition to his henchmen. I
0: should also note that Chan Man-Lock looks like he should be in some sort of Asian boy band, because those are still big in Asia. I saw a picture of him, not his mugshot, but there's a regular shot from him, and Dude looks like he could be on TV. He was
1: kind of cute. I'll I'll say it. He was kind of cute.
0: Yeah, well, you tend to think a lot of people who kill people are cute.
1: He was cute. You look like <laughs> he was in Asian boy bands. I'm not like okay with what he did, but I can say when a man is handsome.
0: Well, handsome or not, later in 1997, desperate for money and drugs, Fan Man Yee stole Manlock's wallet and attempted to make off with the $4,000 inside of it. There's differing accounts of this. Some people say that it was 4000 US. Some people say it was like 3000 Some people say it was 8000 but it was a lot of money. How about that?
1: There's a lot of differing stories about a lot of different aspects of the beginning of this. Some folks said that she was a a hostess at like a host club. Some folks said she was actually working at a brothel. It's hard to say. Yeah, it It really is. It seems like there's like a lot of just conflicting info.
0: Yeah, even what happened to her, and I know we're kind of jumping the gun on this, but I should preface that a lot of what happened to her is speculative because the people in question didn't admit to any of it. It all came from secondhand information from somebody that had immunity. Yeah. just keep that in mind when going through this so as soon as he saw his cash was gone Man Lok enlisted two of his henchmen Lung Cho and Lung Wai Lun to kidnap Man Yi he intended to force her into prostitution for himself and take the money she earned as payback for the cash she had stolen for him before long however the plan got out of hand so when she returned the wallet she returned it with interest she gave him back was it like X? two some some accounts say $10,000 I heard
1: 16000 actually 16000 thousand was what he was asking for in addition. Yeah.
0: So she if I remember correctly returned ten thousand extra. So that's two point five X what she took and he wanted sixteen thousand more. So she steals four thousand. He wants it back and twenty six thousand in total. Right. Ridiculous. So
1: that's why you don't steal from a drug lord. Not victim shaming here but.
0: Yeah. I mean this, uh, I mean, this, or just
1: take it and run.
0: I mean this guy is He's absolutely fucking nuts.
1: So the drug lord in his head Men soon decided that simply prostituting Fan Man Yi wasn't going to be enough and began torturing her. They tied her up and beat her and for over a month subjected her to various horrors, burning her skin, raping her, and forcing her to eat human feces. So there was like a lot more to this. Yeah. They basically strung her up from the ceiling and punched her like a punching bag. Yeah. They would melt plastic straws and have the hot plastic drip all over her feet so it would blister and ooze pus. Yeah. So think of anything that we talked about in our Junko Furuta episode. This is a very similar story. It is very similar. It's very, very similar. So they basically just beat her and tortured her in any way possible for about a month, made her drink pee. They actually made her shit in a box and eat it.
0: Well, there's different accounts on that That too. That as well. (laughs) So Ah Fung, who we'll get to, whose name always changes, was this 14-year-old girl who had immunity who witnessed some of the case. She... Allegedly, yeah, she allegedly participated, and some accounts say it was her that shit in a box and then made famine. You eat it. It's hard to say. There was just so much conflicting stuff here, so I don't know. But, though the torture of Fan Man Yi was horrifying enough, perhaps more horrifying is the tale of the 14-year-old girl who reported her murder to the police. Not only was she responsible for turning the torturers in, but she was one herself. So she's known only as Ah Fong, though I've seen other names as well, likely a pseudonym given to her by the Hong Kong courts. The 14-year-old girl was a girlfriend of Chan Man Locke's, though girlfriend was probably a loose term. In all likelihood, the girl was another one of his prostitutes. I've read that she was was 13 at the time also i don't quite understand the whole witness protection program in this instance i mean i understand why somebody in this case would have witness protection but there are pictures of her online clear pictures of her in fact they photographed her next to a fridge with a bunch of meat in it human meat i don't understand i do not understand why that's out but they would protect her name but show her face so clearly It's a clear shot of her, too.
1: I don't know. I might add it to some of the pictures that we have if you don't think they're going to get flagged on YouTube.
0: You could probably add that one, I think. I mean, it's all over Google, and it's a pretty common one.
1: Yeah, I think I could do that. Maybe. Just so people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So at one point, when Ah Afong was visiting the torturous trio in Manlock's apartment, she witnessed Manlock kick Man-Yi 50 times in the head. Ah Afong then joined in, hitting Man-Yi in the head. Though the details of the extent of the torture inflicted by Ah Afong were not released, as part of her plea deal, they were no doubt extensive. When she talked about them, she replied, I had a feeling it was for fun.
0: After a month of torture, Ah Fung discovered that Fan Man Yi had died overnight. Chan Man Locke and his henchmen argued that she had died from an overdose of crystal meth that she administered herself, though most experts speculate it was her injuries that eventually killed her. Plus, I don't think she was exactly using at the time, because she was bound up with electrical wire most of the time, I read.
1: Yeah, I don't think she got to come down at all.
0: One thing that I also read was that Ah Fung talked about how Fan Man Yi was fun to play with. That's what she said. That's what
1: she said. And then after she was getting kind of worse for wear, she said she w- it wasn't fun to play with her anymore.
0: Yeah, when she when they was she was basically beat to the point of her body being useless. She wasn't fun anymore, and they would go play video games while Fan Man Yi was bleeding out in the other room. There was just such this lack of humanity they just they treated her as if she was just an object
1: and one thing that was really disturbing about the entire case is she was supposed to act like she liked being beaten tortured if she didn't act happy as they were beating her they'd beat her harder yeah
0: did read that as well and so again the cause of death is speculation because there's no way to know for sure but i think it's pretty obvious that if a is telling the truth about what happened, she most definitely died from her injuries and not from a crystal meth overdose. After discovering she was dead, the henchmen moved man body to the apartment's bathtub and dismembered her with a saw. So they basically like quartered her and they cooked the individual pieces of her body to stop her from decomposing and emitting the smell of rotting flesh. What I read about this is when they found her dead, they didn't act immediately. In fact, all of them went to an arcade to play games. They just went to an arcade to play games and just left her while they figured out what to do. And I remember Ah Fung saying that she asked Man Lock what to do in this situation. And he said, just pretend this is something you're watching on TV. And so that's what she did when she helped dispose of the body. And, mm-hmm. you know, they use boiling water to not just cook her, but to boil her head did they boil her head or they They, put the head in the oven i believe they boiled her head yeah they used the same stove that they were cooking dinner in they boiled pieces of her body and disposed of them in the household garbage they used the same utensils while they were cooking the body they also cooked food for themselves apparently this was an all-day ordeal it was 10 hours yeah and they just with her head cooking with all this stuff going on they were able to eat and had and have an appetite and that's the thing that just i can't even fathom And they use the same
1: spoons.
0: I can fathom using the same spoons if you have cannibalistic tendencies. I can't fathom cooking all that and having a rotting corpse in this dingy apartment and being hungry for some mac and cheese.
1: First off, this apartment was disgusting. So I've heard a lot of different accounts of this about how Hong Kong, especially in Kowloon, especially in like that whole like walled off city area. Yeah. You have those apartments that are one on top of the other on top of the other. Yes. And... People were speculating that this is, like, a nicer five-bedroom apartment. It's really not.
0: No, it's been trashed. It, it might have been nice thrashed. at one point, but... It was disgusting. It like, there's like many a pictures. Squat. It looked abandoned. It was yeah. bad. Now, I mean, granted, these are the crime scene photos. Maybe they trashed it after the fact, but I doubt it. It looked like it had been in disrepair for a long time. And full
1: of Hello Kitty stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah her head however they saved it and after they boiled it on the stove they sewed her boiled skull into an oversized hello kitty mermaid doll and the pictures of that doll's online there's this kind of weird photo of one of the crime scene guys holding the doll in a plastic tote and smiling it's really weird
1: yeah we'll definitely
0: we can put that up, put that up for as well. sure Additionally, they kept one of Fan Man Yi's teeth and several internal organs, which they stored in a plastic bag. Also, for some reason, I don't know if they were just high on crank or whatever, but they took some of her organs and meat and they tossed it out a window and it landed on an awning. But the rest of her, they were able to, besides the skull, they were able to dispose of in the garbage and it was lost in the trash pickup. In exchange for protection, which is... She also likely received in part due to the fact she was so young. Ah testified against Chan Man Lok and his two henchmen in an attempt to rid herself of the haunting she claimed to be experiencing. She detailed the torture that the three men put Fan Man Yi through. So apparently in her dreams, she said that Fan Man Yi was coming to her and demanding her head back. I can't remember. Do you remember? I don't
1: remember that part, but I know she was, she was being haunted and that's why.
0: Yeah, and that's why she came forward. So... <laughs> Yes, this girl is 14, but you know a good sense of right from wrong when you're 14. You, you know you absolutely do. You, you know you're not supposed to be torturing some girl and disposing of a body this way. So this girl was likely pretty twisted herself.
1: Well, if she's saying that she wasn't fun to play with anymore when she was beat half to death, I'd say she's pretty fucked.
0: Absolutely sociopathic.
1: Right. I'm surprised she didn't reoffend later in life. Maybe she did. Maybe she
0: did. I mean, she had her name changed. So it's in all likelihood, this is somebody who could absolutely reoffend.
1: Yeah. So, though the story was so disturbing, many felt it could not possibly be true. The evidence uncovered by police was damning and disturbing. The apartment in which Man-Yi had been tortured was full of Hello Kitty memorabilia from sheets to curtains to towels to silverware. Furthermore, the body part trophies taken from Man-Yi were found inside that also had evidence that the men had interacted with them. I don't know what interacted means. I, I, yeah, it's,
0: I don't know what that means either. So,
1: was there Iramashio? I don't know. Well,
0: here's the thing that I'm confused about. So Man-Lock owns this apartment. Does he just love Hello Kitty stuff? Yes. I mean, Jesus. You got but this hard fucking drug dealer.
1: With Hello Kitty stuff. That's it, pretty cool Hello Kitty stuff in this derelict apartment.
0: It's just weird. I want to talk to somebody from mainland China or Hong Kong and be like, Yo, how common is it to be into Hello Kitty there if you're, if you're a person like this? Because over here, it's children or younger women, not dudes. If dudes were into that shit... You would probably get looked at a little funny.
1: I don't know. Like some dudes really like Hello Kitty.
0: Well, yeah, but just like some dudes really like My Little Pony and those people are... Bronies. Are bronies and looked at funny. I would just think that it would be in the same category as bronies. (laughs)
1: I don't know. I think maybe things are different over there. I'd like to look into it more.
0: I mean, I'd like to understand for sure. It's like in Japan, like over here, if you read manga, people might think you're a nerd. Whereas over there, even the most normal people read manga or so I was told. I don't know. I'm open to being corrected on this and I welcome it.
1: I'm just like more concerned as to why he had all this cool stuff in that shit apartment.
0: I don't know either. Like, it
1: was just an abandoned squat.
0: When you say memorabilia, I assume that some of it is worth some money. Right. Unfortunately, due to the state of Fan Man Yee's remaining body parts, the police and medical examiners were unable to determine a cause of death. There's no doubt that she experienced indescribable torture and that the three men had inflicted much of the damage to her body, but there's no way to tell whether a drug overdose or a torture was to blame. As a result, the three were convicted not of murder but manslaughter, as the jury believed that though they had caused her death, Death was not the intent. See, this is very different than the Junko Furuta case. The charge left Hong Kong's public reeling from the Hello Kitty murder, but the trio were sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 20 years.
1: And hopefully they don't get out. My goodness. One
0: is out.
1: One is out? One,
0: One had a mistrial. One had a mistrial. It was... Let me look here. Okay, so I paused it and I looked... I couldn't find anything. I swore I read that one of them got released around their parole date, which they're up for parole in 2019, but I can't find anything about it. I swore I read something that one of them was retried, but I could be wrong. The apartment building, however... That's been demolished. That was demolished in disgusting. 2012 because there was widespread publicity about this. So nobody wanted to buy or rent the apartment. The flats up empty for years and eventually people decided they didn't want to live in any of the apartments in the building or on Granville Road either. So after purchasing the vacant apartment building, which many people believe to be haunted by the spirit, of Fan Man Yee the investor demolished the building in, in 2012 I think they rebuilt something on top of it they
1: did they put a hotel
0: yeah that's right it
1: actually is kind of a nice looking hotel it, it does
0: look very nice there's a couple movies that were released there's two released in 2001 human pork chop and there's a secret in my suit apparently the latter is more accurate to the Hello Kitty murder whereas the former is loosely based on it And there's a Bones episode titled The Girl in the Mask, which is based on this case. Yeah, this was one that, oh yeah, there's a picture of the hotel right here. And it does look pretty nice. Yeah, so this is just crazy. And also, we didn't mention that she was apparently a mother and had a husband too. Mm -hmm. The thing about this case is that the details are so spotty. Despite happening later in life compared to the Junko Furuta case, the details on this are pretty thin. And vary, whereas the Junko case, there was very concrete data.
1: Like anytime you look up anything for Junko Furuta, you get a very solid story from beginning to end. V- researching very this, detailed. Researching this was really strange. Yeah. I oftentimes will go to many different sources. So Wikipedia, different articles... I will listen to other people, how they've covered it. And everything was a little bit different every single time.
0: Yeah, it was almost like looking something up back in the days, the ye old days of the internet, where if you'd look up a case, every Angel Fire Geocities page you'd look up had different data. This is what this kind of felt like.
1: Yeah, so this is something that interests you. I definitely would suggest just looking stuff up and looking at different pages because there it varies so much.
0: It's a very just grotesque merge. And again, something that really just showcases how some people are capable of being so inhuman and just completely disregarding. Any sort of humanity they view in a person over a debt that somebody repaid on top of that. I'm surprised that Chan Man Locke had no history of this or documented history of this.
1: I'm sure that he had offended at some point. I mean, if you're, if he's first off a pedophile.
0: Yes, that is true. He was also pimping out underage girls. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, absolutely he was.
1: This was a weird one. It was a very interesting one, but a weird one.
0: I will say what I appreciate about this one. With Junko Furuta, almost all of them are out of prison now. Whereas this, I mean, apparently what I'm reading, I know I I said that I thought I saw one was out already, but as of right now, they're all still in prison from what I'm reading. They just recently qualified parole after 20 years of being in prison which is far more time than anyone in the Junko Furuta case did.
1: Right. I really think Afong should have got something. Something.
0: Yeah. But again, trying a minor, you're trying someone who's 13 at the time of doing it, and she was crucial in getting the convictions. If she hadn't said anything, none of them would have been caught.
1: I'm shocked nothing happened to her. I mean, I am going up against the triads like that.
0: Oh, that's true. Yes. So we didn't mention this. All three of them were in the triads. So, so
1: that's like your your Chinese yakuza, basically. Yeah,
0: the Chinese mob. And and again, drawing parallels to Jungle Fieruta, the person who led that was linked to the yakuza, and these three were triads. Or at least Chanman Man Locke was a triad. I'm pretty sure all three were triads. Or at
1: least loosely associated. Yeah.
0: And they were all three remorseless. All three were remorseless in court. Also different from the Junko Furuta case, as some of them did express remorse or express that they didn't understand what was going on or they didn't think that was going to happen, whereas these three just did apparently didn't give a shit. They denied killing her. They said they weren't trying to kill her. What they pleaded guilty to was...
1: Like hiding a body.
0: Hiding a body, as it's written into Chinese law, preventing, the, preventing the, the proper burial of a body, I think, was something like that. So that's what they were guilty of, and they were guilty of that and guilty of manslaughter, which apparently you can get life in prison for there and in this case they did and hopefully they it stays that way hopefully but yeah i don't know she could have been killed apparently since there's not a lot of good documentation of this maybe Afong did get murdered by the triads we don't know we don't know she very well could could have been who knows and to to think that this would not have been uncovered had Afong not come to the police about it. How many more cases are there like this? I mean, I talked about this with Junko Furuta. How many more, when it comes to organized crime, how often does something like this happen?
1: Especially where you're in some sort of derelict apartment anyway, it's disgusting. It That's... got bulldozed anyway. So an, any number of people could have been killed, dismembered, cooked, thrown out with a trash. I mean, when you when you have cooked meat like that, Who's really going to pick it apart and see if it's a person or not?
0: Right. Especially the triads, which there's corruption within the Chinese police force due to triads. The Yakuza in Japan, there's plenty of corruption in the Japanese police force due to the the Yakuza. When you have that level of corruption, what can you get away with? The only reason they couldn't get away with this is because it was made so public that somebody had to go down for it.
1: Right. And, you know, they felt so brazen about it. They threw organs just out a window just for the hell of it literally out a window
0: and it landed on an awning they recovered it from an awning they found like her liver or something like that and and there was complaints they called the police because they smelled an awful smell coming from the apartment houses over smelled it and the police showed up and did not search the place Also similar to Junko Furuta. I don't remember what their reasoning was, but apparently it smelled really bad coming out of there. And I don't know if that's what happens when you cook meat or what.
1: Well, think about it as well. So you're in Hong Kong. That's a generally warmer place. Yep. You have, first off, a disgusting apartment, which looks like there's piss and shit everywhere. Yeah, it does. You have... A person who has been tortured, if they're keeping her strung up like that for a month, she's definitely defecating all over the place. I mean, I don't mean to speak ill of the deceased like this, but that's definitely what's happening if they're not taking her down. They left her dead on the bathroom floor for a while, for a couple of days a body in a warm environment starts to decompose pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, and even if they start cooking her and stuff like that, the smell is still going to be there. Right. Again, I don't know if if you cook human meat, if it creates a smell. If somebody knows this, please let us know. This was reported to the police. and The police didn't do anything. The only time the police did something is when Ah Fong came forward and at first they thought it was bullshit. They sent her away the first time she tried to report this. So, what does that tell you?
1: And think about it as well. They had her her head inside of the Hello Kitty doll. Yes, they boiled it down to a skull, but I know for a fact when you're trying to, you know, just with taxidermy, you have to do a lot more than just boiling bones to get it down to what you want it. You have to do a lot of degreasing. You have the brain in there. You have all this stuff. Again, I'm I'm not trying to make light of this. I'm just explaining facts here. We're just
0: speaking scientifically what happens. What we're trying to do is illustrate the fact of how much evidence there was to the surrounding people and even still, the police weren't doing anything.
1: Right. So if you if you stick something like that in a doll and just, like, leave it in your apartment, of course it's going to reek.
0: So what I read from the crime scene investigators, they opened the door and their eyes were watering because the smell there was just so pungent. And when they opened the doll, there was maggots all through it. So obviously it wasn't properly done like a, a taxidermist would do as you pointed out. With all of this said, just how much has to happen? Imagine if they did this, for lack of a better term, correctly. Imagine they were professional about it. They disposed of the body immediately. They took efforts to lessen decomposition.
1: Or disinfect.
0: Nobody would have known this. Nobody would have known this. And if you're torturing somebody in there, obviously she's going to be screaming. People are going to hear that and no one's reporting this. It blows my mind. When I read this, I was like, man, this is so just monstrous but then when you really think about okay how much evidence there was how sloppy they were being how many people heard this going on and did nothing or tried to report it and the police did nothing that's what's really freaky to me that's what's really freaky because that tells me that if you're at all just proficient at this, you could get rid of so many people there and nobody would do a damn thing. Which makes me think that for however many fan man yees there are, there's tens more that are never discovered that just disappear.
1: It's pretty fucked That's up. It's really fucked up. Because you so, know nobody's going to go like head to head with the triads. They're no, just going to let whatever happen and not care.
0: I'm sure there's fear of there's the police. Or maybe there's just a neighborhood
1: where people just mind their business
0: yeah this don't talk about shit I don't know I, I, I really don't know but when I look at facts like this what I see is a spot where people could be killed and nobody's gonna report it or the police turn a blind eye probably due to triad corruption and that's what this sounds like this sounds like there was this was so loud this was so just noticeable and so public that somebody had to go down for it. And so that's what happened here. Somebody was very sloppy about all this, and so they paid for it. Had they not been this sloppy, this would have never been a thing. This would have never been known.
1: Especially if they didn't involve Afong.
0: Yeah, so think about that. Think about how often does this happen in the world? people see these things and they, they think this is a rare thing. It's no, not. It's this, not. This, people this, get this, killed like this all the time. This tells me it's absolutely not rare. God, just humans are monstrous. Okay, I don't have much else to me say either. about this. Okay. We're now
1: just like ranting about how terrible things are, which they are. And yeah. who knows, maybe someone in the apartment complex is boiling people and putting them into dolls.
0: <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I know, right? What I really want to get across is all this is... You sit here and think that this is a one-off thing. No, it's nope. not. This one was just somebody who was just very sloppy. So that's, that's all I have to say. That's all I got. Okay. If you're listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, and we will shout you out. And you can email us at miserymachinepodcast at gmail.com.
1: Don't forget about Patreon. We have a lot of fun stuff there. We have
0: a lot of fun stuff on Patreon. We just sent out the postcards again. We have secret episodes going up soon. Stop by. There's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of stuff. A lot. put up so much stuff in there, so come see it. Until next week. We love you. We love you. Okay, Bye.